This is the podcast. Uh, I really don't know why we keep doing it. Our fabulous editor Richard Outrageous Scott Brennan, punctual Toby Sullivan. Four sleeps till Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Christmas somewhere, right? <laughs> it's Christmas. Oh, I guess. That's how time yeah. zones work. That's yeah. exactly yeah. how it works. It's yeah. Christmas every day of the year. That's somewhere on the planet. Yes. Yeah. Especially in Israel. Yes. But there's more after this. <laughs> <laughs> a fallen down drunk Nelly Queen. Well, that's the part calling the kettle beige. Talk it to me. Right. Right. Toby, this yeah. is something absolutely shocking and uh, unprecedented. <laughs> yeah. Scott Brennan what? has gotten drunk somewhere yeah. and come in with an anecdote about it. It's a yes. fun anecdote. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually one of my few anecdotes where I don't end up rooting someone. <laughs> Uh, although this, I could, is yeah. this is unprecedented. I could just chuck that in at the end if you like. Okay, good. Yeah. Right. And then it was all a dream and I rooted it. Yes. No, I just have to. I had this uh, this experience at, at the circuit. Oh, well, you uh, were at the Melbourne. circuit. Were you yes. there with Eric and Kit? And I was just there with um, Suj, my boy. Suj. Suj is here. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can't write this kind of shit. This, this was classic <laughs> circuit. Is this going to be one of those things where it's really funny to you? And we're going to go... Let him, let him, no, it could be good. Me, it yeah. could be good. No, it's, it's actually pretty good. I walked into the men's toilets to have a little wee. Is um, that all? And, oh. and that's the end of the story. Uh, <laughs> no, I walked That is the, shocking. I've never seen that happen I at know. circuit before. I was actually going to the toilet. <laughs> I've never seen him just go to the toilet. <laughs> But I walked in. To <laughs> Did the you leave your bag with? We weren't there. Oh. <laughs> what happened? Well, I walked in and there was just a completely naked guy <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> he was completely naked. Not and even a shoe. No, nothing. Absolutely Sometimes nothing. Sometimes there's a broken glass in there. I know. Oh, but he worry. was just completely naked. And as I walked in, he was giving someone else amyl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I walked in. <laughs> Naked, completely naked guy. At like 11 o'clock. Um, you and know. downstairs, not upstairs downstairs, in the scary rooting not, bit. No, downstairs. Downstairs in the pub. Downstairs in the pub. And he was. I could hear his voice and I went, oh, I think I'm, this is a bit dodgy. I might go into the cubicle. Mm. So I went into the cubicle. Mm. And while I was in the cubicle, I could hear this naked, voice, this naked guy's voice going, don't have a go at me on my birthday. Don't have a go at me on my birthday. <laughs> he was clearly having... The best night fucking ever. <laughs> but then, and so, <laughs> someone was obviously giving him shit. And I finished up and I walked down. And he was still going, don't have a go at me on my birthday. <laughs> Poor little twink. He'd just given Amel to, who'd just gone as red as a beetroot. <laughs> uh, don't have a go at me. And I just, of course, I started cacking myself laughing. So I washed my hands. Lucky and you're I, in the toilet. Yeah. But I walked out of the toilet. It's like doubled over laughing <laughs> and saw one of the security guards who I know. And he went, what's the matter with you? And I went, there's a naked guy in the toilet. <laughs> and quick as a flash, he's on his little, you know, loudspeaker going, oh, John Oak, men's toilets now, please. <laughs> code blue, code blue, code blue, naked guy in toilet. The, the two code security blue. guards go running into the toilet and I'm out the front, outside the toilet going, oh, my God, I'm getting this poor birthday boy it's thrown out. It's, it's his birthday. It's a birthday boy and he's in his birthday suit. <laughs> Clearly addressed for the occasion. <laughs> So I'm hanging outside the toilet waiting for them to just bring this naked guy out in a headlock. Um, about two minutes later, the security guards come out on their own. And I went up to them and said, what happened? And one of them went, oh, he just wants the DJ to play Diana Ross. <laughs>
can't write this stuff. <laughs> Serious? Seriously. They'd gone in to speak to him. That was the only piece of information they came out with. <laughs> he wants the DJ to play Diana Ross. Fuck, you know what? I love Circuit. Oh, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and it's always Circuit. Like, yeah, it always is always circuit. circuit. That would never happen at the Peel or no. any, even the Laird for that matter. No. Circuit is now, the, this wonderful trough that every other misfit. It really is. is. Just it ends really up circling is. It's around. It's a Petri dish of a yeah. gay bar. Yeah. Do you Shit. know, uh, Scott, uh, the details of this are so surreal. Yes. Are you sure that I didn't miss the start of this story being, oh, my God, guys, I just had the weirdest dream? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's why I had to tell you. It was like, yeah, we I'm sure it all made perfect. Did you perfect. pass out in the toilet and then when you woke up you thought all that had Yes, happened? I'd, I'd smack my head on the porcelain. And, but really I'm sure all of the elements of that story made perfect sense to all of the people. But as a whole, what the fuck? It's like a Dali painting. Did you see him again later in the night? No, I didn't see him again. So he spent all night nude in the toilet. I think he might have. Giving out ammo waiting for Diana Ross yeah. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a team Untoppable. 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 I don't think he was, though. <laughs> but you are, Blanche. You are in that chair. Talk poofy to me. Hello. Hello, Lady Swan. Hi. Hi. This is the Poofcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, right. I mean, that was such a salacious way to answer the phone, Chrissy. I hope yeah, you're expecting so... us. Otherwise, <laughs> um, otherwise you really need to so, think about your was... presentation skills. I was so, um, I was feeling so risky answering a blocked number. Oh, <laughs> living on the edge. Yeah, I know. You're not, Wes, you're not Wes Snelling. You don't have Westpac chasing yeah. you for debt. <laughs> well, maybe not Westpac. No. <laughs> it's exciting. It's when you answer a private number, isn't it? There's just a little frisson of, thrill. Is this, this could be, I always imagine that it's Tats Lotto calling me <laughs> All right. to motivate me to answer it. Quite honestly, it is as dangerously living as I get. <laughs> it, really, it feels like it's, I hold it. I yeah. hold it in my hand. It's, it's, and uh, it's like roulette. It's like it's your base jumping, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is exactly that. It is. it is. Can you hear my child whinging in the background? We thought that was your husband. <laughs> I'm talking to the poof, now be quiet. <laughs> well, speaking of your child, Chrissy Swan, I believe uh, that Leo, when he was an infant, listened to the poof car. Yes. He did indeed, and he's been a, he's been a huge fan ever since. <laughs> you know, Could... if, if he would stop whinging right now and allow me to tell him who I'm talking to, you know, uh, he'd be delighted. Because you, you found, you caught him listening to us, didn't you? I <laughs> you don't know because none of you have kids, do you? Have babies? No, no. None that I know of. Hey, uh, ring ding ding. Yeah, I'll be selling CDs out of the car boot after the show. Yeah. Don't worry, mate. Take it easy. Take it easy. Um, so, what they do is they, they can work an iPhone really early, like 10 months old. Oh, God. <laughs> Particularly if you're like me and you're just like, yeah, play with it as long as you're quiet. Mm. <laughs> Um, he was a real wizard, and then he was sitting outside. I think it was, and I heard some. I heard your laugh at him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I can't, where is that coming from? And he was just sitting by himself in the sun, enjoying the poof car. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! So wow. you, I know. You, you're lucky you didn't change your grinder pick to something unpleasant. <laughs> 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 
I can't remember exactly what he was listening to. But oh, God. At the time, it was like, it was one of your worst bits. Ah, <laughs> it was one of your naughtiest, no. naughtiest Oh, bits. probably something about fisting yeah. or, you know. Can I just, <laughs> it might have been that. Or just, just talking about Scott's ass in yeah. general. Actually, <laughs> it was definitely about Scott's ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what were his first words, I, I shudder to ask? <laughs> Were they, Scott, were Scott they Guatemalan up. sinkhole? <laughs> <laughs> well, if he'd been listening to the Poofcast, it certainly wasn't no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they were. I think it was something something to do with passage. I'm not 100%. <laughs> <laughs> he still sniggers every time Mum says, don't go in the front passage. <laughs> 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 it brings back happy, sunny day memories. <laughs> but life's not that domestic for you at the moment. No, you've you've got things. You do things. You're a busy woman. You have agenda items. Yes. I am. Uh, I, I have to diarise. I, I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly, my my life is a race to get home, so it is a bit right. domestic. Mm. It is a bit domesticated. Well, for those of you who are missing you on the circle, you do breakfast radio in Melbourne. Uh, I do, which has started podcasting just recently, I believe. Yes, yes, very, um, very exciting. I just, in fact, I just downloaded my first one. Ooh. Oh, and um, went on and gave it a five star rating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now listen. I, I don't know how freely you can speak about this, Chrissy. I don't know if you're on the same network or not or what, but you, you started in regional radio, didn't you? You did years in some shithole in Queensland. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did nearly four years on the Sunshine Coast. I don't oh, think this... there's any signs you know, going north from Brisbane saying shithole. I think oh. it's <laughs> No, I think they don't need signs. That's how obvious it is. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Sunny Coast, it's where Steve Irwin's from. Oh, well, yes, so nice is. there. Did you like it? Do you like regional? Regional radio is a very particular proposition. Well, I really enjoyed it. I didn't. I enjoyed the radio part. I didn't enjoy the regional part, the show yeah. part. Yeah. Well, because yeah. when you work in regional radio, you do have to do reception and open the front door, don't you? No, well, <laughs> <laughs> because I was fresh from Big Brother, which was a really big deal back then. Yeah. Now, yeah. you know, you'd be lucky to get a, a shoe in as a as a telephone salesman at Optus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was quite a big deal. So I didn't have to I didn't have to go on reception, but I did have to go every weekend to these things called OBs. Uh-oh. Or the outside oh. broadcast. Yeah. When, when you, you do the show from the Bunnings car park yeah. or something. Bunnings would have been luxurious. Oh. <laughs> like Noosa Sizzler. Uh-huh. <laughs> not, I, did, I did one from a spotlight on Kiwana Island. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and we're not talking a showbiz spotlight, are we? We're talking, no. like, fabric store. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're talking, you know, how much for that gingham cotton. <laughs> um, but it was just week in, week out. And I remember one time I had to do a nice outside broadcast, and it was at, like, 9 o'clock at night, and I wasn't used to all the early mornings. Oh. And I know, and I was supposed to go on and do something at 7 o'clock at night, and then I could go home. But then... Things got put off and put off and put off, and it was nine o'clock oh. by the time that I had to go on, and I actually had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Get me out of this fucking spotlight! <laughs> oh my God, when you're there. <laughs> if I say one more menopausal bitch by your belt of canvas, I'm gonna kill it. <laughs> 
my mind. <laughs> it was a fun boat boat club, like I don't know, shimmel club, and, and I really I lost my mind. Oh From my now God. on, Millers is as low as I'm going. Not <laughs> <laughs> fashion club. <laughs> They go out to a size 24, and I do believe they've lost Patty Newton as a son. They have. Maybe the next private call to come through will be Miller. Oh, my God. They lost Patty Newton when her son beat his fourth woman. Yes. Damn damn that. I know. He's losing everyone jobs. Uh, Now, Chrissy, can I just say, from your days in the, uh, the regional radio, you have inspired me to hire a new housekeeper. Oh, really? Well, I do remember you had uh, the vacuum cleaning robot. (laughs) Oh, yes. That is no way to talk about Rose Hancock. (laughs) (laughs) She's a woman with feelings and emotions. My favourite Rose Hancock quote was from the early... No, not many people can probably say that again. No, I can. I bet we've got the same favourite quote. I bet you we do. I wish that we could say it secretly, but I'll I'll tell you. You go first. All right. It was from an old... Oh, look, I'll just cut to the chase. She's opening up his drawers. Oh, he's been dead for ages. (laughs) She's opening up a set of his drawers. I think Tracy Grimmers was there. I think Grimmers was doing And uh, and she opens up his drawers and puts her nose in there and she says, <laughs> she says, I can still smell like <laughs> <laughs> said, your favourite quote, <laughs> Can you do that again in that voice? Because that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> hey, quiet, come on. This might be the lady on stage. <laughs> I can still smell Langley. (laughs) 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 That that is now my favourite quote. That's a really good one. Now my second favourite quote was before he died when she was in an interview and she was quoted saying, Rangri, he my lover, he my friend, he everything to me. Remember, she used to do, she did radio ads for the network that I now work on. Rose Hancock. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah really? they did these stage. She doesn't spring to mind when it comes to voiceovers. No, no, no they, did, they did these fake Jerry Springer ads and she would come out and fight with Tracy Barton. Oh, oh she did too. Or uh, Amanda Keller was in Sydney and yeah, it turned into, the, it was the, the most mental TV ads you've oh, ever seen. Yes. <laughs> They were very peculiar. Uh, but, no, I did get the Roomba because of your recommendation because it was some, one of the, uh, you know, you get a lot of gratis in the radio do industry. You, do you, do you, oh, no, I had to pay for mine. Don't you worry. Oh. I bought it at an Hobie. Oh. <laughs> and not only did I buy it at an OB, it was a Harvey Norman OB oh, and right. in Kiwana, in, uh, on, on the Kiwana Way. Um, <laughs> And I bought one, and I sold four on the day. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. It's amazing. I love her, although I did distress the boys with her the other week, going, look, look, she'll pick up this broken glass that I've just smashed in my drunken fury. Yes. Oh, she's not mad on broken glass. Do you have an outfit for her? No. <laughs> oh, have you been crocheting, Chrissy Swan? Didn't she? Excuse me. 
me, get ye to a search engine oh. and put in Roomba costumes. You can dress her up as oh. a bug. Oh, my God. If, if you don't know what this thing, this object, right, it's, it's this a, little disc-shaped, it's about the size of a record. If there's any Gen Ys listening, you don't know what a record is, that's your fault, not yeah. mine. It's about the size of a record that just scoots around the house like yeah, a creepy it's crawly a in a pool. It goes cleaner. under your couches and under and your bed. Sucks up the thing, and it's the most useless piece of terrorism yes. ever. <laughs> How very dare you? It's oh the God. best thing ever. Having said that, at and Adam's... she does a dusty poo at the yes. end of it. <laughs> Having said that, though, at Adam's a few weeks ago, we did get really drunk and became absolutely obsessed with it. <laughs> we, well, I was, we were following it round and dropping <laughs> things. Oh, look, it's bumping into a chair. <laughs> it was like a fag hag that didn't talk back. Yeah. <laughs> What about when it gets under the coffee table? It's like forward, backward, forward, backward. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're talking about Scott? <laughs> I came home the other day and I call her Rhonda. And she was caught up in the, um, I've got these terrible vertical blinds and she got caught up in the, you know, the the bits that yeah. join the blinds together. And, and she did you know that she talks? I didn't know that because I was yeah. like, oh, Rhonda, why, why aren't you in your house? And then I found her tangled up in the blinds and I pressed her on button to make her go again because she didn't look like she was tangled up. Up, and then she said, please clean brushes. <laughs> oh, my <Yeah>. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My Actually vacuum not. cleaner is eating Susanna York. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The US Actually, has gone to war for less than that kind of shit. That's really weird, actually, because my, does yours actually say words? Yes. Oh, oh, oh my have God. You seen, have you seen the trilogy of terror? Yes. 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 <laughs> the little doll. You've got yourself a little ticky style. You've got a voodoo doll. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Fucking Terminator, Skynet. This is real, and it all starts with your Zumba. She's gonna suck up my blinds and then my dignity. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Too late. I sh- yeah, it's, I, I didn't have any beginnings. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, while we're at it, it would be remiss of us not to cover something topical. Mm-hmm. Do do, sure. do you have any uh, pertinent advice for the imminent Big Brothers? Yes. Oh, yes. Big oh. Brother Radu. Do you, uh, any pro tips, such as oh my God. don't go on the show? <laughs> yeah. Look, um, keep keep yourself busy and keep yourself nice is my advice. Mm. Yeah. So get yourself a role. Maybe see the thing is that the Roomba could go in there because you're not even allowed to plug anything in. <laughs> oh, really? You're not allowed to yeah. plug anything in. What it's is it? The so Sabbath? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's, it's no PowerPoint. Oh, really? Oh my God! No, so, you, so you can't really clean. It's like the Qantas Lounge. <laughs> yeah, exactly like the Qantas Lounge, except full of bogans. <laughs> so it's the Qantas Lounge. Yeah, it's just yeah. like the Qantas Lounge. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you can't. I, I would say be the cook. And yeah, keep right. Nice. So Stay busy. The, the how, producers find work for idle hands. Yes. Yeah, exactly. How would you describe your role on Big Brother then? What what role did you play? I was the cook. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I remember when you were on it, that was before they banned reading. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, cause, yeah. Because you always had your face in a book. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever you're doing. Anyway, I'm I in did. there. <laughs> I was allowed to take one book in, so I went down to Borders. I went down to a bookstore, which is very retro. Right. <laughs> um, I keep in mind, this is nearly 10 years ago, and I could go to a bookstore, and I got the biggest book I could, and I think I'm safe to say that I'm the only Big Brother housemate that took in the collected works of Gore Vidal. <laughs> 
Do you know what? Gore Vidal would be proud. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. The following year, someone in a bikini took a pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> and they couldn't even, they were in there for 12 weeks, couldn't get through the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the, the weird thing is, is that Reggie, darling Reggie, oh, yeah. I love her. She could also take in a book, and she took the um, she took a Marie Claire in, <laughs> <laughs> and we, we all read it cover to cover. But by the time we left, it was like four months old. It was this sad as old, <laughs> you know. But yeah, she did take a magazine in. Oh, Do you know what, I've, Reggie bless. I've got a secret shame confession. Sometimes when I'm a little bit drunk. And I'm in a maudlin mood and I feel like a bit of a, you know, cathartic cry. I'll dial up on YouTube the bit where Reggie says, I want to go back to my own life. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's one of my favourite bits. I do believe that I was the uh, the supporting actor in that. Yes. I believe you were. I think I was dressed in a giant red furry rhino head that I made myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think the line that I said when I was dressed in that red furry rhino head was something along the lines of, I've never felt more like myself. <laughs> Are you able to tell the story about uh, an eviction is imminent? <laughs> <laughs> How God was that? Okay, so so Big Brother comes on. Because I never watched the series. Did this actually make it to air? I no, think, uh, I don't remember it making it to air. I've only ever heard it as a story from you. Okay. So Big Brother comes on, and you know we all knew we could hear the the yelling every Sunday yeah, night yeah, yeah. from you know from the stage where we would go in a golf buggy. But um, so we could hear it mounting, and so there was a bit of excitement in the air. And Big Brother would always say, you know, look, get, get ready, an eviction is imminent. <laughs> and Reggie said to me, "What? Oh my God!" An eviction in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, no, no, it's it's imminent. And she said, yeah, yeah, in a minute. (laughs) Running around trying to get her sweet little self ready. (laughs) She was so cute. I love her. Well, thank you so much, Chrissy Swan. Oh, no, is it over? Oh, Oh, we could keep talking for hours if you want, but where's Snelling's banging on the door? (laughs) (laughs) What a mole. He lives in here on Thursdays and Fridays. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Well, you get Lady Wears in and um, please have me back. It was a delight. Oh, oh anytime. Thanks yes. so much for the chat. Gorgeous. Yeah. Big air kisses, darling. And if you want to get Chrissy's podcast, you can get it on iTunes or at Mix101. Is it mix1011.com.au? I do believe so. There you go. Correct. I know all the websites. That's right. <laughs> we'll link bye. to it from talkingpuffy.com.au. Bye-bye, Daddy. Bye, love. Bye. Who knows what dreadful creatures inhabit the reaches of this galaxy? Talkingpuffy to me. Well, Mother Horan is back and we are Thank continuing God for that. our chat about the, Hello. the gay music yes. history. Yes. Sing us a story, Mother Horan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Play us the music uh-huh. of our people. Come and sit on my knee. Oh, God. Let's <laughs> um, <laughs> see what comes comes up. Part of, part of my uh, music history is um, I've always had, and I'm not too sure about you, I've always had a profound discomfort mm-hmm. with glam rock. Oh, really? Oh, Mark Boland. Because it's straight men borrowing homo bits mm-hmm. and then discarding them when they're mm-hmm. moving on. Mm-hmm. And I've always found it very touristic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, Freddie Mercury was certainly an actual homo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was kind of the Ziggy Stardust. The See, I will, I will not hear kind of a bad thing. word against Ziggy Stardust. Well, I guess David Bowie right. did cop it up the date once or twice. Yeah, yeah. he was caught in bed with Mick Jagger. 
Yeah, yeah that, but, no, but we'd all do um, that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I understand um, the yes, impulse you're talking about. Very I understand, much. but Is I kind adored of weird, everybody. But so. Anyway, just just glam rock. Um, yes. Uh, basically, the origins of glam rock. Uh, ni- basically, it all comes back to 1971 when Mark Bolan, who was T Rex, mm. appeared mm. on top of the pops in satin. Oh, <laughs> uh, very trans- not, not on satin. No, in satin. Right. What, did, what did he satin? A very <laughs> Sorry. transgressive moment. Oh. Uh, and basically, from there on in, for about five years, this thing called glam rock was mm. was. So, being, was it that controversial that he would appear on TV in, in, in satin? Yeah. And it, it was kind the... of the next thing from the hippies. It was basically, what's right. the most outrageous thing I can do? And the big thing was, let's look like a woman. Yeah, right. let's let's be ambivalent, let's be kind of manly but womanly and mm-hmm. all of that kind yeah. of thing. But also too, let's use uh, a little bit of gay inference as a marketing tool. Mm. And that's the thing. Rather than being actually gay, yeah. we'll just... Now, We'll be controversial. I get the art of it, but the, the, the companies did, the record companies at the time really jumped on this, mm. kind of going, if we say they're a bit gay, we can sell records. It's exciting. Mm. And so for the next five years, Ziggy Stardust happened. Uh, and of course, the most outrageous uh, of all uh, glam bands was Gary Glitter. Mm. Oh, uh, wow, that didn't end well, did yes. it? <laughs> but, you know, he had 18 top 10 hits yeah. wow. between 72 and 75. That's big. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he had questionable sexuality. It just wasn't homosexuality. Interesting that he had 18 hits and he wouldn't sleep with anyone over that age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also, too... Uh, Yep. Younger <laughs> listeners may not know that Cockney rhyming, he g- gave uh, um, rise yes. to a very important piece of Cockney rhyming slang, which was to take it up the Gary Glitter. Yes. <laughs> uh, Gary Glitter shitter. Yes. Uh, so, which is still used today. Yeah. Good oh, old Gary. Yeah. What an enduring contribution to the well, culture. Hmm. What a legacy. I bet Alfred Nobel is jealous. But, <laughs> but I found out something I never knew when I was looking to this. A glam never, rocker. Never, oh. a, an actual gay glam rocker. Oh. Not Slade. No. I've never heard of this person, but there is a documentary that hopefully is going to come around the film festival circuits because mm-hmm. it's just been released and apparently it's extraordinary. And it's about a guy called... Called Joe Bryath. Have right. you guys ever heard of him? No, 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 nothing. He's unbelievable. Now, Joe Bryath, J O B R I A T H. We'll put up some things as well. Yeah. Um, he was probably the first gay artist, openly gay artist, signed to a major record label. Oh, what, wow. what period are we talking here? This what, is what 1975. Years? No, right. so, sorry, 1973. Wow. So, and he was. So openly when Elvis gay. was still big. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, was openly he gay and yep. talking about being gay for the first time. Oh, wow. Now, his he flared up very, very momentarily, but brilliantly and hilariously, which I'm about to detail. Mm. Um, he was born in 1946, as, and his real name is Bruce Wayne Campbell. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And he chose Joe Bryant. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, had a checkered career, appeared in hair and things like that, mm-hmm. but pretty much in 1973 was working as a prostitute in L.A. There's a knock at the door, and Carly Simon's manager says, Hey, I've heard your demo. I'm going to make you a star. Oh, oh wow. Within a couple of months, he had signed to Electra Records for half a million dollars, oh, which at God. that time was the highest ever signing fee of ever artist, <gasps> any artist ever. That's mad. So what? from going working as a hooker, 
to having a half a million dollars technically wow. in the bank yeah. is extraordinary. Take mm. that, Delta. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what he had, he, his whole pers- personality was very much a Ziggy Stardust style thing, mm. but it was genuine. And it was, it was actually a, really quite extraordinary. Like he lived it? Yeah. And yeah. he had this most amazing voice and uh, the outfits and everything. The woman who did the Joffrey Ballet um, costumes did his thing. He looked amazing. <laughs> right. And he was also really beautiful. Anyway, the run-up to the release of this first album is singularly hysterical. Um, <laughs> basically, a huge marketing campaign in 1973 happens, which includes full-page invo- advertisements in Vogue, Penthouse, Rolling Joe Stone. Joe Bryant is coming. Yeah. And it's all kind of him vaguely naked and everything. But there were full-length posters on 250 <laughs> New York buses. Oh. And in Times Square, they put up a 41-foot by 43-foot poster. Oh, my God. No one had heard of this guy. And so the marketing's going absolutely nuts. Is this like when um, Gabby is coming on The Simpsons? Remember yeah, the yeah, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. doll, Gabbo. So I feel fun. bad. I know the other foot, the other shoe's going to drop oh, in a second. I know. <laughs> yeah. so what's it? And basically, he starts doing these amazing interviews. And first of all, he says um, he is Rock's truest fairy. <laughs> and this oh, nice. causes an enormous shitstorm. Mm-hmm. He he's, said it. He actually said gut. it. And so in 1973, he's sitting there looking fabulous and really good eyeliner, so saying, you know, I'm a fairy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, come and see my show. Which I guess in the broader sort of cultural realm would never have been heard no, before. Never. Mm-mm. Absolutely never. And this is, you know, very, It was very alluded early to, but never said. Yeah. yeah. And I certainly don't think anyone was, like, proudly proclaiming it. Yeah. <laughs> You know. Anyway, so he starts to say, guess what? Guess how I'm going to launch this album. The interviews are hilarious, if you mm. can find them online. Basically, he, they were going to open the show, his first ever live gig as Joe Bryath, at the Paris Opera House um, in, in three things. And he was going to be, and I'll quote here, um, feature him dressed as King Kong, being projected <laughs> upwards onto a mini Empire State building. <laughs> Then, then, <laughs> this will turn into a giant spurting penis. <laughs> and I, and I would have, been, had, would have been transformed into Marlena Dietrich. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this totally gets out of hand. They cost it at $200,000. They go, no, we'll just do some gigs. <laughs> anyway, they release the oh, album. But, Mummy, I wanted to see the big penis. <laughs> So 1973, Kong straddling the giant cars. They release his album, and people say, "This is amazing. This is extraordinary." But Electra Records basically starts running out of money, and by the end of the tour, they dump him. Oh, and the second album was released contractually, but never really went anywhere. Wasn't wasn't sold or pushed. Within two years, he's back, pretty much living at the Chelsea Hotel, being a hooker again. Oh wow. Now, he, this is where he stays throughout the um, 70s and the 80s. Um, and Chelsea Hotel would have been a cool place to stay. Oh, uh, yeah. This is when, so. you know, Leonard Cohen, all those people. Yeah. Are and basically, um, he's uh, there and in 1982. He gets the disease. Um, and he died in the same week as Klaus Nomi. Oh, oh wow. wow. And when, the, when you read uh, from uh, press from 1982, Klaus Nomi and Joe Bryath are the two kind of first people that people kind of know. Yeah, and all of right. a sudden, they're the first people in the arts world, in the rock and the arts world, mm. that really bring it home to people, oh, my goodness, 
you've you know it's actually real it's really killing people mm. so so who, uh, who we don't know about Joe Bryant who has name checked him or well, who yeah. is an influence um uh, one of the first um basically once again Morrissey and all of those people are kind of trind to keep the flame alive um Oddly, uh, one of the biggest um, claims to fame recently is um, Def Leppard uh, <laughs> covered one of his songs in 2006. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> also, indie folk rockers um, uh, Oakville River have recently done a song yeah, dedicated right. to him. So, But there is a documentary coming out. It's going to be called Joe Bryth AD, and it's done by Karen Turner, who did 24 Nights. And basically, it's going to go back. But there's um, increasingly over the last two years, but there's been more Joe Bryth stuff put up on YouTube. Including an amazing uh, thing that is introduced by um, uh, Gladys Knight. <laughs> and Gladys Knight, and it's, you've got to watch it because it really is Gladys Knight going, Well, here's someone interesting. <laughs> but she's clearly kind of going, He's really cool, but he's not my cool. But yeah, she, right. yeah, yeah. she gives it true credit. So if you go, Joe Bryant, J O B R. I A T H. We will pop uh, uh, on stuff air. online at so go and have a look because, because he was the first glam rock star and just flared up for such a tiny period of time. Oh, wow. You know, it's but, so interesting to hear these stories because we were we were just talking before about how when you think about gay music, you yeah. think of high energy disco pop. You think of the weather girl. Yeah. You think of yeah. the weather girl. Kylie Minogue. Or Kylie or Young Divas. Yeah, that, that this sort is of glam stuff. concept art rock. But, yeah. but when you think about actual gay musicians, the people yeah. you name off the top of your head, uh people like Morrissey uh, Scissor Sisters, Freddie Mercury, What's his Doodle from REM, yeah, Michael yeah. Stipe, Fred Schneider, the B fifty two. Who don't make that kind of they music? They don't make gay music. No, it's like gays don't want to listen to gays. No, no, the Scissor Sisters. The gays don't love the Scissor no. Sisters. No, no, it's a really interesting impulse that we'd much rather go to our hens party. Safe yes, place. Yes. <laughs> we'll listen to Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. But... <laughs> now, also, too, if you want to know more about this, there's a really good compilation they actually put out by a Melbourne label, uh, Chapter Records. It's called Strong Love, Songs of Gay Liberation, 1971 to 1982, which includes um, Chris Robertson, um, who's another um, mm. kind of uh, early rocker, whose song, Looking for a Boy Tonight, oh. <laughs> sounds like um, Hank Williams being dirty. <laughs> I like but the yeah, sound so, of that. Uh, yeah, Guy Blackman put it together. Uh, so it's on Chapter Records, Strong Love, Songs of Gay Liberation, 1971-1982. I don't think Joe Bryant's on that, but treat yourself to Joe Bryant on YouTube. Yeah, it will wild. change. It will change your world. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you, Mother Horan. Oh, Mother Horan, you've done it again. I love learning something. Yes. <laughs> Quick, to the library. What, what is it with this segment? We don't even talk. We just sit here and go, oh, my God. Oh, That's because he's got, yeah. he's got yeah. something to say. And also we're a little bit scared of him. Yeah, there is. Yeah, that. there's that. Who's yeah. doing it And now, he's but... never fucked a lettuce. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> who's doing it now? This, this is what I want to know. I want to know who's doing it now. Who's Joe Bryth now? Who are the, Where's Snelling? Who are the gay musicians now? Well, there's your... Uh, there's your Anthony your, Kalia. Anthony um, Kalia. <laughs> your what's-the-name? Your Wayne Johnny Wright. Ruffo. Well, <laughs> there's a lot more indie boys out there yeah. doing stuff that just aren't really identifying or plugging into a gay culture. Mm. Yeah, there's got to be some indie fag out there making something interesting. Yeah. But it's yeah. like Frank Black from mm. Huskadoo, mm. who, you know, was gay all the way through that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was... Yeah. Right. It was Huskadoo, wasn't it? Uh, Pixies. Pixies. Yeah. Sorry. Frank Pixies. Black. Frank yes. Black was... Come on, Pixies. mate, get with it.
Um, Smashing yeah, pumpkins. Right. Um, is he a gay or a boy? No, he goes he? out with one of the Veronicas. Um, 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 the sugar cubes, Bjork's. Oh yeah, because they had a married gay couple. Yeah, in that. It's good that it's invisible to a certain extent, but also, too, if you're a gay indie teenager wanting a bit of, I want my gay indie song, yeah. um, I am actually not quite sure where to look. Yeah, I don't know either. But, but it's also, they, they, to be all SBS for a minute, they tell our stories. You know, to hear yourself reflected back in what you're listening to. Yeah, you don't get yeah. much of a story from, you know, tonight for Call the first time, just about <laughs> half past yeah. ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, where, that you might get from a country singer in the 70s singing, I'm yeah. looking for a boy tonight. Yeah. Although there is a homo in the Carly Rae Jepsen film clip. I got Ah, gay for pay. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Mother Horn. Thank you. Pleasure. Oh. Right, that was the Poofcast. Uh, happy Over Easter. Done with. <laughs> yep. So, happy Easter. Happy Easter. <laughs> one never dad. Yes. What's one never dad? Uh, I think he won Eurovision in 1974. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being ridiculous. Abba won Eurovision in 1974. They oh. did indeed. I'm, oh, you're so silly, Toby. <laughs> if you have a question too for uh, Toby and his demented Eurovision knowledge, you can email us. <laughs> Poofcast at talkingpoofy.com.au uh, or you can comment on the, the Facebook site or yeah. you know, send me a tweet. We've got a question for a tweet this week. There's lots of funny Flush things on Flush a note down the toilet. Flush a note down the toilet. Yeah, in a bottle. Yeah, in a we'll plastic bottle, in an EVR bottle and yeah. that'll eventually turn up somewhere in Scott's colon. Yeah. <laughs> EVR, get her. EVR. 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 Oh, yes. Oh, no. Let's not start that. No. Let's not start that. We don't need Lorna and Let's not start that. Hate Lorna and Lorna. Oh. I hate it so much. And yet they come so easily to us. Why you, oh, why they're just awful. Oh, they're just such niggardly old bitches. <laughs> <laughs> they're such dried up, joyless old fucking crones. Oh my god, sitting there like two crows on the telegraph wire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do you hate, Lorna? Same things yes. as me, by which I mean everything I've ever seen. Yes, yes same, same. Such wizened old fucking. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Oh my god! And they're boring. Like, how many times can you be racist as a joke? Like, <laughs> it's not you funny. Then it's not all. funny. Do you, do you know what is funny? Lorna. Oh, Lorna. How? Uh, where are well, I? I've been yes. looking for you for ages. My second half is kicking in. Uh, <laughs> oh. oh my! Wait, Lord, wait there. Yes. Wait, how are you? How are you? Are you how do you feel? Yes. Do you oh, no, feel I'm, all right? I'm, yeah, I'm okay. I feel, I feel okay. I don't. I don't just, I'm not just sure. Wait for I, this. I'm, I'm going to make. Sure, the, I'm, I'm not sure if. 
Um, the microwave is going to ding in a moment. I put some loin cuisine oh. in there. It's going to ding. Can you hear it? Wait. Oh, oh my God. That Did was... you feel that in your spine? Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm oh. having the same experience as you, though. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not quite feeling. Oh, this is know. the best Panadol I've ever had. I'm sure. Just... <laughs> I am so pleased that Troy was around when that migraine came oh, on. Right. Oh, yes. oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do Tro- this, some uh, look, gardening. I'll I'm, be back in a minute. I'm just Woo! gonna ring Troy. <laughs> Troy, yes, yes. Um, I'm just ringing about you. I'm just ringing about your nana. She's um, <laughs> she, yeah, she's out gardening. She took one of those Panadols that you gave her. What? <laughs> what she? Put on the old Victor what? Sylvester. Come oh, on! Oh God. <laughs> Troy, can you come round, please? I think she's um, I think she's got dementia. I think it's so. You right there, Lorna? Oh, my God. Your face is amazing, Lorna. All right, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> you Talk poofy to me.